This is episode 184 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I have a special guest for you. I first met Dan Willis on Twitter, and then I met him in real life in Lima, Ohio at the Now Marketing Social Media Week Lima in June. And I could honestly say he's a pretty impressive person, which is why I wanted to bring him to you. I'm not even going to ask you how many pets you have, Dan. I want to start out with how many kids do you have? Tell our listeners. Yeah, we've got eight now. Eight <laughs> kids kicking around the joint. And, and tell that, everyone how old you are right now. 34. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is just such a blessing and an accomplishment in life, period without being the millennial motivator. Dan is located up in Ontario, Canada, and he has 15 years of digital marketing experience on three continents in multiple languages. The advice that he shares comes from a practical experience from consulting major brands like Fox, TV, Toyota, and H&M. With insights to the power of relationship marketing, video content, and the emerging millennial Gen Z marketplace, Your brand will learn how to not only succeed today, but also how to build success for the future. So this whole millennial thing is like a big buzz these days. What does that actually mean? Yeah. I mean, for me, I just take it anybody that's not a boomer. So if you're in the industry, if you're in the workplace and you're not playing on TikTok and you're not looking at retirement, congratulations, you fall into my category. That's an awesome way to describe it. So if our listeners right now are saying, what the heck is TikTok? Exactly. So (laughs) don't you worry. We're not going to tell you a new platform you need to be on. So let's do start out with how many pets you have, because I know that's also an interest. Yeah. I mean, we're starting to dwindle down here. So we do pet rescue for the most part. And the ones that we love, we keep. So we did have three dogs. We're down to two. Uh We were able to rehome one, which is fantastic. Uh And unfortunately, our two cats got claimed by farm equipment. So we're catless. Okay. I'm not even going to ask anything more about that one. Yeah. Outdoor cats in the country. Sometimes (laughs) it happens. So what should we know as marketers and as digiteers online? You know, a lot of my audience are pet sitters and dog walkers. We wear multiple hats. People are so confused by social media because every single week it really is changing. From your perspective for social media, what networks are the most beneficial to our businesses? Yeah, especially for dog walkers and people that are taking care of dogs locally. Facebook is so important for you guys. Instagram is so important for you guys. I'd love to say something like Twitter, but to be honest, Twitter is one of those big global things. Even YouTube to some extent can be done if you're using it well and you're using that content properly. You could use YouTube, but that's like if you're very ambitious consider maybe YouTube, but Facebook and Instagram are great for local business. Uh, Uh They do a good job of showcasing you in your environment. And then of course, making sure that your Google profile is completely filled out. Now, Google plus isn't a thing anymore, but Google websites are still a thing. So making sure you've got one of those for your business. It's not exactly social media, but it's pretty darn close. Yeah. It's definitely something that people are checking out to see if they can trust you. 
What aspects of Facebook and Instagram make it so perfect for dog walking and pet sitting companies? So the locality of it is a big one. For a lot of people that are doing searches inside Facebook, if you look, even you, you can give it a shot. Go into your Facebook and search dog sitter. What you're going to see is people in your area first popping up. They uh-huh. just prefer to do it that way because they know that that's what you're looking for. Nobody's looking to have a dog sitter from the other side of the country. So really it's to your benefit as far as that goes, where anybody in the area, especially around holiday times, they know that people are searching for that kind of stuff. And if your business is on there and you're actively putting content out, you're much better positioned for that. Instagram, you can actually tag what you're doing, where you're doing it within a certain region. And when you do that, anybody else that's in the area gets to see those posts on the fly. So if you're out walking a dog and you take a photo of you walking 15 dogs in front of you and somebody's like, that could be one of my dogs. If they're closer to you, it's going to be to your benefit to have that up there and have that going. Got it. So what kind of style of content should we create? And explain to us, because I, I know one of our problems that we all feel like we have is it takes so much time or it needs to be so perfect. So what kind of content can we be creating as either A, busy solopreneurs out there doing it, or B, boss mamas in the office while all of our staff are out there? Like, How can we leverage this in a way that just does not suck us dry? Okay. So two very different categories there. If you're a boss mama in the office, we'll do you second. For those that are out there and you're in the midst of it, you're like, I just don't have time to do this. Do what you can with what you've got where you are. Okay. So that's really about keeping it simple. Everybody's got one of these bad boys now. It's just a common tool. Everybody's got one in their pocket. And Use that to your advantage. cell phone for those listening to us. <laughs> yeah, for those of you listening, it's a smartphone. And the smartphone, the beauty of it is it's a walking media studio. So when you're out and about, if you don't want to go live on Instagram while you're walking and just do, you know, my, my thoughts while dog walking, take some videos of you walking, just showing people how you treat the animals, your love for the animals. When dogs arrive in the morning, show them how you treat them. Give people tours of your facility using video content. It's not difficult to do. You usually have somebody else lurking around, husband, child, maybe even a dog. You can strap a camera to the, I don't know. But the reality is just use what you've got around you to your advantage and try to showcase your passion for the animal. And that's what I really love about your industry is there are lots of industries out there where people do the job just for the sake of doing the job. But I find a lot of people that work in the pet industry have a genuine passion for the animals. And the more that you can share that through video content or photos or even podcasts, if you can come across to potential clients as someone who genuinely has a passion for animals, that's going to serve you long term in a big way. Definitely. I have a lot of people in our community that either get the video thing and they're really excited about it and they do it frequently, even though they do it scared, which is awesome. But there's a lot of people that just are afraid of video. Can you explain to me what the power of video can do for a brand? And then the follow-up question is really why it's so amazing at this moment in time right now, lay it on us. Because sometimes when I tell them, they don't listen. So the simplest way for you guys to imagine, for those that are are a little bit unsure about video, if you were to call a company and get a robot on the other side, you were to get one of those robotic message systems, you're frustrated with that. You want a real person right away. That's exactly why we do video. It gives you the opportunity to show people you're a real person. You're not just some company somewhere posting photos, posting random video content of pets that they've pulled off the internet. It's you. You're a person and people can relate to you. And that's what it's about. Video is the biggest and easiest tool 
to create relationships digitally between you and someone else. And I'm not just pulling this out of my hat. I do this every day on Twitter. I do this every day on LinkedIn. I use video to connect with people all over the world and build relationships. It's such an easy way to go about it because it just showcases your personality. The downside to video is, yes, a lot of people go, well, I don't want to get on camera. I just, you know, I didn't do my hair, I didn't do my makeup, I don't feel ready, I, I'm not positive, I, I don't like how I act on camera. Okay, so baby steps is the other thing that I would give you. Don't dive in right away. You don't have to be Jay Leno on camera. That's not the idea. Use your dogs. You've got stars of the show right there. The dog's not going to know whether it's on camera or not. Honestly, he's going to be looking at you. So if all you are is the voice from behind the camera and you're showcasing your pets, that's a great way for people to still get a feel for who you are and to see that you are working there in the moment with the animals. So I would recommend baby steps. Start with showcasing your animals and being behind the camera and then slowly try to bring yourself in front of the camera and share who you are a little bit more. I find that if you take that small baby step approach, you're going to get a little less scared of video and see that people actually genuinely appreciate you taking the time to do those things. And as you come out from behind the camera, people are going to really appreciate who you are as a person running that business. Yeah. I always tell our community that, you know, we are selling trust, peace of mind and security. We're not actually selling dog walking and pet sitting and litter scooping. And the best way to really do that is to give people a feel of who you are and that social media isn't like we are on it. And then all of a sudden we come across an ad or your page, you know, your pet sitting page and think, Oh, I'm going to hire them. It is a thing that happens when people are looking to see if they feel like they like you before they call you or email you or sign up with you. So the more that you can show and tell on your social, when you're being checked out since 60% of the buyer decision is over by the time they actually reach you, it can only help you. So Dan, what other kind of social media tips do you have for our community today? The other one is being active with social media listening. So for those of you guys running a business, there are great tools out there like Agora Pulse and TalkWalker. Even you can just use the advanced search inside social media networks. But search for things in your area, people saying, we've got pets, looking for pets, lost pet. These are all opportunities for you guys to actually engage your community locally and show that you've got a love and a care for pets. Also, a lot of those are huge opportunities for you to step in and say, You know, we could help with that. If your dog keeps getting out during the day while you're at work, we would love to be able to help you watch your dog while you're away. We care for the animals, yada, yada, yada. You guys know the spiel. But being able to listen actively on social media is something that's really underplayed in a big way. And oftentimes, you don't have to be the person to start the conversation in the room. You just have to be the person that brings the most value to it. So if you're listening for people that are going, well, we've got all these animals. We're going away for Christmas. We have nowhere to put them. If you're there and you're listening actively, they're definitely going to go with you, someone who took the time to listen for them to ask. You reached out, you did all the legwork, as opposed to somebody that just built a website and left it. That's brilliant. And I love that because everyone's always focused on how can I get people to come to me, but you're basically saying, take Muhammad to the mountain. And so you guys, to break it down, this is the way it looks. Like you go to the search bar at the top of Facebook and you type in pets in your city. And you see if there's any groups out there or any mom's groups that have mentioned it and you join those groups. And then you can make it a habit of once a week or twice a week or three times a week or whatever your schedule allows, but make it a habit and go to the search bar in that group and just type in pet, P-E-T, and see what comes up. 
And that's how you can start listening. And what Dan's saying is joining the conversation in the most valuable way. A good one that I always love, Dan, is people are always posting about their dogs getting lost, like you said. And I always encourage every pet sitting business, they should have a blog that is like the five things you need to do in Scottsdale if your pet gets loose or lost pets of Scottsdale, five things you need to do in the first 24 hours, you know? And so that you can just come at these people in these groups by posting this blog and saying, I'm so sorry, your pet got out. Here are five tips. I don't know if you've thought of them yet or places that you can post to try to help find that pet. Let us know if there's anything we can do for you. So unless you're actually being tagged in these or see them on your own, I love that listening. That listening is such a good, good point. Are there any other tips around listening that we can do? How how can you listen on Instagram? So same thing on Instagram. There is a search on Instagram. There are conversations on there. And again, you can make it local. You can make it dependent on your city. The other big thing that I would add as far as listening on social is knowing who you're listening to. So there are some big demographics that we all know out there that are going to be more inclined to using your services. So if you guys haven't taken the time to really dial down on what does my customer look like, Mm -hmm. you know, like we've got a lot of elderly couples that like to go away for weekends or travel or whatever. They need people to watch our dogs. Great. You should be looking for elderly people that are snowbirds that constantly post their trip to Hawaii or Fiji or whatever. Those are prime examples. And they may not have pictures of their pets everywhere, but the fact that you know that they have a dog, they're in the area, they came up in a search and they're constantly posting travel pics everywhere. They're most likely not bringing those pets around the world with them. That's a bit of a hassle. So that again is an opportunity for you. Know who your customer is, whether that's a younger demographic, older demographic, travelers, business people, whoever it may be, each area is going to be very different. I know up here in Canada, it would be, we call them snowbirds, the old folks that head south for the winter, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be huge for dogs. They come to Arizona where I am. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They go where it's hot. Yeah. Know your customer, and that's going to help you search for those groups that Bella was mentioning. The more that you know your customer, you're going to try to know, okay, where are they engaging? Where are they meeting? Where are they hanging out? Okay, great. I'm going to go be a part of those groups. While I may not be one of them quite yet, I can provide value to that community, and that's worth it. You touched on something really good about Instagram and you know how to find these people and what they're posting. For those who haven't really gotten into Instagram yet. What do you think are the major advantages of a business being on there? And I know that there's this stereotype that only kids are on Instagram. So who is on Instagram? How do we find them? And why would they be good for a pet business? So the big evolution for Instagram is actually TikTok. And I know we said we weren't going to talk about TikTok. (laughs) TikTok has claimed all the young people. Yeah. Instagram is really evolving and aging and maturing. And I'm not saying it's getting old, but it's definitely maturing. And people are starting to understand what it is and that it's not just this showcase for Friday nights where people are taking selfies all the time. It's really evolved past that. Now it's a place to showcase what you're passionate about. You can do that through text. You can do that through audio. You can do it through video. You can do it through images. There's lots of different options on it. The big advantage to being a business on there, again, is your business is going to pop up, not only on Instagram, but on WhatsApp, on Facebook. If you've got a business profile set up, Mark Zuckerberg wants to help you, (laughs) right? And he doesn't want to help a ton of people. So that's really special that he wants to help you as a business owner. If you're on Instagram and you've got a filled out business profile, and I'm sure you're going to have to Google that at least a little bit to know how to set that up properly, but make sure that you've got a business profile set up. The advantages are... Instagram knows you're a business now. 
Facebook knows your business now. You can pair it to your Facebook page and you get the data on the people that are visiting your page. You get to know who is visiting your page and what they're doing there. And that's really special. Anytime as a business owner, somebody says, I'm going to give you data, you should just be like filled with joy and glee because that data is just insights. It's telling you who your community is. And the more you know your community, the more you know how you can serve them. So if you start creating content and it's really tailored towards an older retirement community, and then all of a sudden you see on Instagram, well, I've got a lot of young professionals that need their dogs watch throughout the day when they go to work. Well, you'd switch your content up a little bit. Just because that data is there, you were able to make that decision. And without that data, you never would have known that. So it's another tool in the toolbox for you to showcase your business Tell people, yes, we exist. Yes, we're here. But at the same time, for you to better understand the community and how you can best serve. So one thing I love about the insights in Instagram is that they make it really simple. It's not as complex and confusing as Facebook has gotten. On Instagram, it's really easy to understand who's following you, what their gender is, how old they are, where they're from. So of course, for you guys with a geographically based company, you're going to want a smaller demographic of people in your exact area. And to your point, you know, those busy professionals, everyone's really one of your avatars, whether you've realized it or not, listeners, might be that millennial who is waiting to have a baby and they've got their four-legged baby first and they're waiting until their 30s. They're not like Dan having eight kids already by 32. (laughs) They're the exact opposite of Dan, actually. And there's so many people that are getting pets instead of kids. So if you can just look in those insights, I love that tip about insights. So Dan, we've talked about the different social media platforms important to pet sitters and dog walkers, Facebook and Instagram. We've talked about how to listen. We've talked about insights. We've talked about finding our ideal customer. In the last few minutes, is there any other tips or things that you want to just kind of plant a seed in people's minds about? Yeah. When you guys are creating content, a lot of people get discouraged very quickly when they create content because it doesn't go viral. (laughs) Yeah. There wasn't enough people that liked it. Nobody's appreciating it. Nobody's doing it. Please scrap that nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. I have worked with major companies all around the world and I tell them this exact same thing. If you can create content that inspires one person to appreciate what you're doing, that content was of value because that single person now becomes an advocate for your brand and what you do. And that can't be measured straight up through even the best insights online. To have brand advocates out there that maybe you put out a great video and you go, this should have a million views and it gets 10. Those 10 people though genuinely love what you put out. They're from your area, they have pets, they know people with pets for sure, Everybody I know has got a dog because I've got a dog and we all do the dog thing together, right? So that's the beauty of this. Your community is intertwined. Create content and don't be discouraged about how big or wide it goes. Just get in the habit of doing it. And whoever does show up, be thankful for that. Appreciate them. Take the time. If somebody comments on one of your posts or leaves some feedback on a video you put out, don't just go, cool, thanks. Or just hit the like button on the comment. Take the time. 30 seconds, 40 seconds. Honestly, guys, it's not that long. But that 30 or 40 seconds you take to leave a genuine reply that shows you're a human being, that's going to go that much further to people going, wow, hmm, we need a dog sitter this weekend. Do I take the person that sent me cool thanks? Or do I take the person that took the time to show me they genuinely appreciate who I am, my love for my animal, and this community? Obviously, that's a no-brainer rhetorical question. So that would be my big one for you. 
cherish your community. Look for that one person that watches your video. As long as you get the one, that video is a success, an absolute success. For me personally, I don't work in the dog industry, but I started doing that on Twitter in January. And I had probably about 20,000 people watching what I was doing in a month on Twitter. By the end of January, when I started to reply to people with videos, when I started to take 30 seconds to offer replies, I went from that super small 20,000 to over 4 million people reached in a month. Wow. That's amazing. And okay, so Twitter's big. It's global. We did yeah. say that. So that's a little yeah. bit more possible. But that same practice is still possible locally with Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. You may not spike from 10 people to 4 million, but 10 people to 100, how many dogs can you walk? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you have 100 regular clients, you're probably doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. So really, really, really dial down on anybody that invests in your community, in your content, thank them for it. Be genuine, be a human being. And I know if you're anything like Bella out there, guys, you won't have a problem doing that. You've got a great personality. You guys will connect. It'll be awesome. Thank you. And it's funny because as you're just reflecting on that Twitter, I'm thinking to myself, the only reason why I remembered interacting with you those few times on Twitter was because of those videos. And so when I saw you face to face, I already kind of knew you because I've already been able to see you. And it was disruptive because Twitter is not typically a platform where you do do video replies, but it just takes that one little extra thing to really make that difference. And y'all could do it on your Facebook page, you know, you could do it anywhere. So Dan, it's been a pleasure having you on today. Tell my followers how they can hook up with you. Hook up with me on Twitter. You can find me, Dan Willis, Millennial Motivator. I'll show up. I'm the only one there. And I also make a promise to anybody who's listening to Bella's podcast. If you send me a question on Twitter, I will give you a video reply. Just make sure that you tag Bella. It's Bella Pets, right? At Bella Pets? Yeah, at Bella Pets. underscore Pets. Not a lot are on Twitter though, so I'm not sure how well that'll go over. They're more so on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so Facebook and Instagram, same thing. You can search me yeah. there, Dan Willis Millennial Motivator. I can't give you a video reply on those, but I'll give you an audio message or something nice, okay? Awesome. But if you have any more questions, I'm always happy to answer them and definitely just keep your eyes peeled on Bella because I know that she's going to kill it with video in the next little bit. So that's what she's doing. You'll learn a lot. (laughs) Well, you guys, this has been another episode of Bella in your business. If you were inspired or something really stood out to you, please find out where this was actually posted and let us know because Dan and I would love to know what stood out to you and what your feedback is. This is why we do it. It's to inspire and motivate you. And so it's always nice to know. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast and have not already, please go to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and go ahead and subscribe. And remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.